Warning! The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, titled The Penguins A Jinx. Uh, Of course, this episode picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Penguin has Bruce Wayne captured after he attempted to bug his umbrella shop. Uh, Penguin has him under a net on a very slow-moving conveyor belt going towards... A furnace, where he will burn to death. Totally flawless death trap. No way, there's just no possible way that anyone could ever escape a death trap this foolproof. It's genius. It's inescapable. And (laughs) the way they resolve this cliffhanger is... Every bit as ridiculous and stupid as you would expect. So, it picks up. Bruce Wayne's moving slowly towards the conveyor belt while Penguin watches on a television screen. By the way, Robin's getting worried that Bruce Wayne's not back yet, that Batman's not back yet. And Alfred says, oh, probably probably sunspots from, uh, from the sun. That's probably blocking the transmitter, and I'm sure Batman will be back soon. I'm sure he's already placed it. (sighs) Whatever. Don't have time for that. So, (sighs) he starts to wake up. Bruce starts to wake up because the heat from the furnace is causing his shoes to smoke Causing his shoes to heat up. So I guess that is waking him up. Gee, wonder why no one thought of that. The Penguin's all shocked about this, by the way. It's like, oh no, the heat from the furnace is waking him up. Uh, How? How is this possible? But then it's like, oh, the net is like steel or whatever. And he can't get out of it for whatever reason. And then Bruce Wayne grabs a lighter that Penguin's goons were too stupid to take from him. That apparently has uh, putane, butane, something tame gas in it. That if... That if he throws it into the furnace, then the furnace will explode and Bruce Wayne will be able to get free. He manages to throw it into the furnace... Somehow, even though it was just like a little weenie throw, that's all I could manage. It was like, eh. 
you can't see what I'm doing because it's an audio show, but picture just the dinkiest throw of all time. Just, eh, eh, eh. That's the throw Bruce Wayne did. Somehow that got in. Somehow that didn't miss. The furnace exploded. Not sure how that alone didn't burn him alive, but okay. And <laughs> Bruce Wayne manages to escape. And Penguin's like, ah, it's fine. He won't call the cops. He was here. He was a crook himself. He was... He was here, uh, placing a bug, doing illegal activity, yeah. So, why did you put him on a death trap in the first place? It's almost as if, it's almost as if they really weren't sure what to do for a cliffhanger and had to force one. <laughs> It's almost like they really were desperate to find a solid cliffhanger to end the last episode on. Gee, I wonder if that's actually the case. Nah, can't be that. This show's much better written than that. Much more thought is put into this series than that. <laughs> I joke, but I really do love it. I, I love how dumb that whole thing is. So freaking good. So anyway, he's escaped. Batman shows up at the Batcave again and says, Well, that didn't work. Uh, let's go back to examining the umbrella. It is at this point, we find out that the umbrella is actually, funny enough, a, a bug. Penguin counterbugged Batman. In his ultimate scheme to have Batman... Construct his crime for him. So, anal they analyze the umbrella. And they latch on to really the only thing that could possibly be a clue about it. Which is the colors. Uh, at first, they latch on to some jeweled meteorites. Uh, but apparently that's impossible to get. So, that was nothing. Uh, but then... They think of a uh, a celebrity in town named Dawn something. I forget the name. Crap. Uh, but anyway, we'll call her Famous Dumb Bitch. So, <laughs> Famous Dumb Bitch is in town. And apparently, like... The producer of the film she's making is named Mr. Eagle. And staying at uh, the Pelican Hotel or whatever. It's all bird-themed very conveniently. It's kind of weird that Penguin didn't formulate that himself under the circumstances. That's way, way, way too obvious. But anyway... Batman lays out exactly how Penguin could do this, and then Penguin's like, Yes, we have our caper! And does exactly what Batman wants, or what Batman says he was going to do. 
the whole <laughs> the whole Batman forming Penguin's plan for him, it's just so dumb. <laughs> it's really stupid. Uh, but then they all go to famous dumb bitches hotel room. Uh, Batman and Robin get up to the room with a bat zooka bat rope, which is really, really stupid <laughs> and really amazing. Uh, they go up and they go into stupid, famous, dumb bitch's hotel room. Uh, famous dumb bitch doesn't know who Batman and Robin are. She calls them men from outer space at first, which is ridiculous. <laughs> And, like, her, her manager or whatever is like, Oh, since you're not a resident of Gotham, you don't know who these people are. They are Batman and Robin. I kind of have a hard time believing that two masked vigilantes in Gotham who take down super criminals on a regular basis, I find it hard to believe that that would not make national news, especially in the 1960s. I feel like people outside of Gotham would know that that is the case, but whatever. Going to famous dumb bitch's hotel room. She has her moment of, who are these people? Uh, and then they're like, you're going to be kidnapped. Uh, we need to protect you. Do as we say. And you may or may not get kidnapped. Honestly, it's a 50-50 shot. We, we can't... We're not exact, we're not really effective crime fighters until the end of our hour. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Penguin and his goons go in via their penguin line, uh, with, uh, umbrellas that they go over on. It's weird, it's dumb, I love it. Uh, they hit, uh, famous dumb bitch with knockout gas, Batman and Robin show up. Uh, and then Penguin's like, oh, screw you, Penguin Magnet. And <laughs> this scene is 60s as hell. I, I think, I believe the direction on this scene was something along the lines of, okay, go nuts in the general direction of that wall. Penguin activates a magnet that pulls Batman and Robin by the metal in their utility belts, and they just go crazy because they have no effects budget. <laughs> they just go nuts. Like, oh my god, if, if I had video on this show, I would absolutely just mime it out in the greatest way possible, but it's just, it's 60s as hell. It's 60s as hell, and it's stupid, and it's ridiculous to watch, and I love it so freaking much. Uh, but they pull Batman and Robin by the metal in their utility belts, and uh, they're trapped, and Penguin captures famous dumb bitch. Again, not really effective crime fighters until the end of their hour. They are stuck there. Uh, they're freed off camera by some room service waiter or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, and now, there is going to be an exchange. 
for famous dumb bit for famous dumb bitch. Uh, twenty thousand dollars for famous dumb bitch. In the in the uh, front area of Wayne Manor. So Batman and Robin come up with this plan. Uh, they're going to hide themselves inside suits of armor and be ready for Penguin to strike. This goes horribly wrong. Because, of course, Penguin's still bugging them and he knows all about it. Knocks out Robin, knocks out Batman, knocks out Alfred. Uh, puts famous dumb bitch on the couch right next to Alfred, takes the money. Uh, and then Aunt Harriet shows up, seeing Alfred sleeping with famous dumb bitch. And is like, <gasps> Alfred! <laughs> Aunt Harriet's the worst character. I hate her. I hate her so much. <laughs> but the exchange fails. Or, well, it exceeds... It succeeds for Penguin, but it fails on the Batman and Robin side. But at least Famous Dumb Bitch is, uh, safe again. But, turns out, Batman and Robin knew about the bug. So, I guess Penguin slipped up when he said the exact words that Batman said earlier in the Batcave. So, they figured out about the bug, uh, they laid a false trap for themselves, for Penguin, and then they hid in, uh, Penguin's umbrella shop, and then burst out, and then they have a big fight with umbrellas, which, by the way, <laughs> this is what I love about some of the better fight sequences, some of the better ending fight sequences. Penguin's like, Ah, we'll fight with umbrellas! The goons, take umbrellas! Works for them. But Batman and Robin also pick up umbrellas. And it becomes a fencing match with umbrellas. Amidst all the other boom, bam, pow, zoink stuff. <laughs> It's so amazing. <laughs> they are fencing with umbrellas. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. I love this show so much. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah. They fence with umbrellas. Batman and Robin, of course, win. Uh, Penguin's arrested. Yay, everything's great. And then the final scene, it's just, it's a little party at Wayne Manor. Who cares? A bunch of stuff that doesn't matter is happening. Uh, Dick's trying to go for more hors d'oeuvres, and Harriet's stopping him because, You'll have nightmares, Dick! And, and then also alludes to the, to the, to the exchange that happened at Wayne Manor. Apparently a week ago at this point, and then Harriet's like, if only you saw what I had seen. And then glares at Alfred. <laughs> oh, God. Anne Harriet's the worst. I hate her so much. God.
uh, Bruce Wayne is chatting up a few women, a, a few women, and saying, "Well, uh, I actually wasn't here for uh, the exchange. Me and Dick were on a fishing trip. Uh, you could, uh, you could go over and ask Commissioner Gordon for the details." And apparently, Commissioner Gordon is explaining the origin of the bat suit. Uh, nothing strikes terror in criminals more than the shape and shadow of a bat. I feel like that origin story works in literally any incarnation of Batman but this. I feel like this is the one Batman thing where that origin story doesn't work. Like, no one scares a criminal, nothing scares a criminal more than a dude in a ridiculous and really dumb but actually pretty well designed for the 60s in all honesty costume. Nothing scares criminals more than that. Uh, and then uh, famous dumb bitch comes in, brushes off Bruce Wayne entirely, and apparently she's hopelessly in love with Batman because women in the 60s. I don't know. <laughs> this was a dumb episode. This was a dumb two-part arc, and I love it so, so, so much. Can't wait for uh, for whenever the next Penguin arc is. I, I I don't know. Look, I think I remember this show well enough to tell you how long we have until the next Penguin arc. <sighs> Jesus. I don't have that much of a memory <laughs> in regards to this. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to see the Penguin again because I love the Penguin arcs. The Penguin is a great villain, well realized in this show. And I love Burgess Meredith's performance. So, so good. Uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, if you like this, favorite the station, anchor.fm slash TV archive. So you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, feel free to call into the station as well. Just as simple as a push of a button. I will play those on the show from time to time if... Those end up being a thing. And you could also find this as a podcast on pretty much any podcatcher app of choice. Pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Still working on that outro, by the way. That uh, If you hear me pause a bit and stammer during the outro, that's because mm, I'm not in the groove I am on Clark Film or, to a lesser extent, Clark Sessions or on the YouTube stuff. So, I I'm working on it. It's coming along. Don't rush me! Uh, tomorrow, we will discuss Season 1, Episode 5. Talk to you then.